0: It is TopHeavyWeights.com, the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Rosen, and I'm here with the casual fan, Ryan Price, and we are going to talk about, obviously, what the boxing world has been talking about from this weekend, the Bronze Bomber, and he hit his namesake, knocked out the Nordic Nightmare, Robert Hellenius, Deontay Wilder, KO1, and it was, I guess, in some people's minds, not a surprise. Obviously, from what we said in the last podcast, we're not surprised. Uh, but I think the way it happened was a surprise. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sean. Well, uh, let's just let's just say what we can. First of all, it, it should be noted only three punches were thrown by Deontay Wilder in that punch, in that fight, in the first round, and the last one obviously did the trick. Yeah. Um. Th- your thoughts?
1: Well, like you say, we, uh, not not completely surprising. I was definitely surprised. Um, at how quick it was. I think a lot of people would have been. And surprised at the, at the punch itself. Um, yeah. It was one of those interesting punches that uh, he was on his back foot. Uh, you can sort of, you know, there was an element where you could see, you could, it's easy to say from an outsider's point of view that the uh, Hellenius was kind of walking into a very dangerous corner, but he had him on his back foot. I, I just don't, I didn't see the punch coming. It just came out of nowhere. It's yeah. always, a, it's incredible when you can see these you know, people will say things about that kind of punch, but when you watch the footage, his head, it moves. It's a hard punch. You could hear it in the arena. You could hear it. Yeah. It's incredible that they can get that much power uh, from from the back. Almost, from the ba- almost he, over top. And he was like sort of... Like an arm punch.
0: It, you'd think so. Um, but he used his body. Yeah. And really, there's a lot to say about so little because yeah. this punch... And I just want to bring this in to sort of expand on the subject a little. And there's parts of this I want to deal with. That punch was a great deal like the famous phantom punch that Muhammad Ali threw in the rematch with Sonny Liston. Where mm-hmm. Liston was coming forward. Ali was making him look awkward. And I have to say, Robert Hellenius did look awkward. Now, he was fighting a fight that was different from his counter-punching style. He's Sort of a yeah. hard-punching counter-puncher. But I think Helenius and he gave post-fight interviews, and uh, again... Yeah. Nothing but great things to say about Robert Hellenius. Let's be very clear. These are all 100%. top heavyweights. These are guys that are doing things that none of us can comprehend yeah. at the highest yeah. level. So let's see where it is. There's nothing uh, nothing to be ashamed of. and just Hellenius implemented a come-forward style, which wasn't his yeah. normal way to fight. And it did look awkward on him, frankly. Mm-hmm. But Hellen- mm-hmm. But Wilder, to his credit, employed a boxing style where he stayed back, moved side to side,
1: yeah, and which, he, again, is not his... No, it's he's, a, not. he's a He's a hunter, well, he generally. Did do,
0: well, yeah, but he did do a lot of that in his early career when he was building up, where he sort of mm-hmm. took advantage of the opponent's um, wide-open style to sort of, right. without taking undue risk by attacking. I mean, everyone's under risk, and I think Deontay Wilder has made that point that everyone is under risk. So, yeah. but I just have to say... It looked it looked a lot like the punch that Muhammad Ali dropped Sonny Liston with which in, in effect ended that fight in the first yeah. round. And everyone thought it was a fix.
1: Yeah, um, and you see this, you see some of the same things online I've noticed and, and I'm it seems ridiculous. Like I said, you can hear it, you can see the head movement. And I don't and, and, and even I, the spot even the, in I'm not sh- I don't really know much about this. But it's it almost seems like it's connecting somewhere sort of templish area where it's, it was it's a dangerous of, area.
0: Yeah. And Heleneus was coming forward mm-hmm. Wilder was bringing himself back from the ropes right and the way Heleneus came forward and again this is he you know he had uh, his left coming forward but the the space between his left and his and the opening was huge
1: yeah
0: and i just don't think Heleneus anticipated and he said it and i'm and i'm saying this based on what yeah. he said i'm yeah. not you know, I don't claim to be an expert on the sport of no, boxing, no. but yeah. I've watched a lot and I've studied a lot. Um, I just think that Helenius made the point that he didn't consider that Wilder could have effectively implemented a back foot style where if the opponent is coming forward, because Helenius probably knew he was being reckless, but he mm-hmm. just didn't consider Wilder to be an effective puncher while going backwards. Now, Fury got Wilder going backwards. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. we know that there were many moments of danger in the third fight. In the second fight, Fury did it the way he wanted to do it, kept Wilder going backwards. But Fury was using yeah. a hard jab and head movement and feints, yeah. and a lot of things to keep Wilder off balance.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And, and Fury seems, uh, from my bit of watching, it seems like that he, uh, he, he has an ability to get his hands, like he sort of ties you up when he starts coming at you. Like he uses the size and...
0: It's, it's, it's a, it's the kind of skill that he doesn't have to necessarily be thinking of doing these things when he actually does them effectively. Right. And I think Fury has that. And, um, and and I would say one of the things that should come out of this bout is, um, Wilder is showing, has shown an incredible adaptive ability to expand on his repertoire. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he came in there at the top of his game. Um, yeah. And he implemented a style that wasn't his style and it worked yeah. perfectly. And uh, anyone who insinuates that somehow uh, Robert Helenius was not worthy of being there as a comeback opponent, oh, yeah, no. he was absolutely worthy absolutely. of being there. I think this, the, the the credit has to go to Deontay Wilder and both fighters, obviously, but Deontay Wilder gets the credit for having the right counter plan. Yeah. Helenius had the plan, yeah. Yeah. but but wilder had the counter plan and it was a counter punch in a sense yeah um even though you know hellenius hadn't actually thrown an effective punch it was an effect a response sure.
1: punch right for sure so yeah it's, it's uh it's it's also interesting i mean the talk is definitely of the fact that you know it, it's it's strange to watch something where they're saying oh the bronze bomber is back and you're sort of like well was he was he gone but it is a big question after someone loses two fights i mean back-to-back against uh, against a man. Like, you don't really know what that's going to do, I guess. So I suppose that's what people are celebrating, even though there's an element where you're like, this guy is dynamic, he's an incredible fighter, and that right hand is incredible. So uh, it's funny to sort of say someone's back, you are like, this guy's... Well, it's,
0: it's the... I think there's a certain... People like to grab onto things. I mean, to me, Deontay Wilder is a top-notch athlete at the potential yeah. prime of his... Of his abilities and period now yes he lost to one boxer tyson fury that's no shame and in that no. in that in those bouts except well the second one not so much but in the yeah, first the and third the third and, oh. he showed that he could do a lot of damage to tyson fury including yeah. dropping him twice and when you can drop someone twice that means if you need to or if the if the if the situation is there you can finish it
1: yeah now Certainly. do you think um i was i was thinking about this in the sense of uh the fact that Fury is someone who has, you know, now on multiple occasions received the full force of um, a Deontay Wilder punch has been to the canvas three times. Is it in the course of the three yeah, times? Four, four times. I four times. Yeah, um, but has gotten back up and finished. Right uh, now, do you think is that a testament purely to Fury, or is there also aspects? You know, like my the only sport I've ever really played is uh, soccer, for example, and. I know that sometimes you you know no, what you're trying to do that's that's
0: football for our friends across the football. uh yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: football probably more aptly named yeah. um but i know that the, when i when you're playing you you have the intent you see the ball coming you get your foot on it but sometimes you just get that sweet spot and uh i'm sure any athlete knows that so is that also in this case is there that element where it's just like a oh, sweet spot fights over
0: I, I do believe that with enough with Effective timing, meaning that the mm-hmm. opponent doesn't see the punch coming, mm-hmm. and there's actually it's actually been done in such a way that the opponent has reached. You've anticipated the reach. You've literally worked around the reach yeah. with with enough time, and you put it through with perfect timing. The opponent doesn't see it. Um and yeah yeah and it lands yeah. on the sweet spot as you say
1: yeah. I think and that can be the anyone, difference, between, anyone. Get, yeah, between getting up or not getting uh, up. Absolutely.
0: So. Oh, there's yeah. a difference between getting dropped,
1: yeah, um, and
0: and having your senses, yeah, and getting dropped yeah. and not having your senses. I mean, I think yeah. uh, why, um, Tyson Fury did not. Well, again, you know, it's funny. I know. How,
1: I know. It's I know.
0: A lot, I don't know what to say about <laughs> it. But <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> no. But you know, not to take away from anything, but I think it was Jarrell mm-hmm. Miller, and I know Jarrell Miller has got a lot of his critics out there, but this has nothing to do with his career. But he, um, his feeling was that in the uh, first uh, Wilder-Fury fight, Mm -hmm. that yes, Fury was hit by a two-punch combination and dropped, but Jarrell Miller, and it's real, but Jarrell Miller sort of indicated that Fury, when he went down, decided to keep his eyes closed and do that, or stare, you know, that there was sort of collect himself, but in the flash moment of his talent and everything, he... Did he the wasn't drama- he did yeah. the dramatic he, you know he and, got yeah, or from- even or
1: even just the intelligent thing to do yeah. where it's kind of yeah. like i need to cl- I, I did just get connected with and i need to collect yeah. myself but he yeah. hadn't been but he hadn't well, been as knocked out as perhaps it looked exa- or that's a possibility yeah, well, who, yeah.
0: who knows we're all ju- we're just uh, of course making, yeah of you know, course of we course. don't know but that's i do great. think that the type of punch but you see again you see the type of punch that uh helenius got uh dropped by and obviously knocked out by Mm -hmm. and it was hard it was tough to watch he's a good guy Mm -hmm. you know and -hmm. I think Wilder and everyone feels that hopefully if they recognize what a great sportsman uh, Robert Hellenius is but for sure um, but um, if that but you see it's hard to imagine uh, Tyson Fury getting hit by that punch because the position that Hellenius was in when it hit him and the uh, the vulnerability that was exposed Tyson Fury wouldn't do that yeah right right um, you know, Tyson yeah. Fury did finish the uh, second fight of their trilogy with an attack in the corner against Wilder with a flurry being thrown. But at that point, Wilder had already switched into gloves up protection mode.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And which he wasn't in. No. He was no, no. side to side no. and moved. So we don't want to, you know, go too far. But I think no. what, sh- what should come out of this is that everyone likes, not everyone, but many like to say that Wilder is not skilled in the sport of boxing. I think that is going to have to be dispelled at some point, yeah. whether yeah. in the future or the far future, because he's showing you the reason you're a great boxer is to be effective in the boxing ring and do what yep. needs to be done. And yeah. Deontay Wilder has shown that and he's showing yeah. it more going forward. So let's uh, yeah, welcome back. The sure. j- not welcome back. Let's, let's be thankful that yeah. the, Browns bomber, the bronze bomber is still with us and that yeah. uh, things are going fine. Well, he
1: definitely, uh, he definitely adds a lot. to. That. He's, it's yeah. great that he's in there. He's a, uh, he's just in the sense of his, there's some some people where you can just sense the their heart and their like the amount he's a true warrior. It's 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 uh, it's awe inspiring.
0: Yeah, it is, and he's brought. I think uh, the mission mission accomplished. The American market is now paying yeah. closer attention because one of theirs is ready to take another stab definitely. at it, and for definitely. real. So that's a good yeah, thing. Definitely. Um, Frank Sanchez uh, stops Carlos Negron in the ninth round. We pretty much called that one, said it would be a late round Mm -hmm. knockout or a 10 round decision. Um, I think Sanchez had problems uh, with Negron uh, in the first few rounds. Uh, Negron fought effectively. Sanchez turned up the heat in the last couple of rounds. He had to. He didn't want another 10 round decision that was sort Mm -hmm. of dull, if you will. Um, I think he moves on. He doesn't shoot forward. He's not... He hasn't got anyone talking about it, um, no, really. No. So we'll have to see with Frank Sanchez. He's uh, he's a you know he's a top fifteen guy. Some yeah. would say top ten, but we'll have to see. Let's just yeah. move on. Carlos Negron. I'm afraid his uh, his future right now looks like um, more journeyman type fights. He's a solid right. guy. He can uh, he can give anyone a go. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, he just doesn't seem to have the ability to, uh, or not the ability. At a certain level, he just doesn't seem to have what it takes to win the big one. So, um, yeah. but yeah. moving on. Also on the undercard, there was an, there a couple of, there was actually two heavyweight fights on the deep undercard. One was a real back and forth. We're not going to cover that right now, but if uh, fans want to check it out, it is there. But really interesting. Uh, Gergen Hovhanisian, is that the way you say it?
1: Uh, right? uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Hovenesian yeah.
0: Hovenesian. Gergen Hovenesian okay. wins a sixth-round TKO over Michael Polite Coffee. Uh, interesting fight. Again, the most uh, we talked about it before, but now that he's won, he's four and zero, four knockouts. Gergen um, Hovanesian. Uh, he took on an opponent in Michael Polite Coffee that was top fifty or maybe top forty, even top in you know, the top fifties, mm-hmm. top forties. An opponent which was of a higher caliber than a lot of prospects and even some of the top heavyweights in the top 30 are uh, going up against and he won by sixth round knockout ryan i encouraged you to look at this i know you're a casual fan and it wasn't on your radar but i sort of pushed gave the armenian push there if you will yes look at yes gergen uh and uh what did you think
1: um well it was it was definitely a, a fascinating fight um from you know it was it was a good fight to watch, even in the sense that Lennox Lewis was commenting. So you get some intelligent, you're getting a lot of intelligent, uh, information and things that I wouldn't have known as far as, um, as far as the shape of the shape that coffee came in to the fight at, there was some yeah. commentary, about the fact that he was a bit heavy, but, uh, he definitely, I mean, from, from the hearsay and from also watching the fight, he's, he seems like a very dangerous opponent. Uh, it was, I was very impressed to be honest with, uh, Hovisi. and he was, yeah. uh, It's always incredible to watch someone where you're like, where he's not, you know, it's not a beauty contest. He's, he's a, he's a large man, but to see, to see large men fight with like fast with incredible combinations. Um, and almost that sort of, um, I mean, as a casual fan, the thing that you're kind of watching for is that sort of, uh, that little extra something. And there was something about his foot movement and about the way that he was moving. And even the way that he, he got hit on the shoulder in an early round, yeah, and he sort yeah. of shook it off, and he was told yeah. to don't don't fool it around, and yeah, yeah, that kind of thing is the sort of it adds that that little bit of spice to a fighter where you're kind of like, this guy's interesting to watch. So, uh, yeah, and I think I the fact I, that know. he's the fact that he's four and zero
0: with four knockouts that's that's not hard. Well, that's that's not the the subject. The subject is the he's the only active heavyweight from Armenia. Yeah, in the world, really. Yep, and <laughs> he is now by Box Rex considered the number 53 heavyweight in the world by box rec and that's amazing after four heavy, four professional fights yeah unreal. he's got a good amateur background he knows what he's doing he's obviously got character and uh we'll leave it at that i think for michael yeah. polite coffee he didn't have all that uh background and history uh he's sort of a late comer and he mm-hmm. uh former marine great guy i've heard him being interviewed um, but i think he may have reached uh, a level where if he's facing off against a, a heavyweight with solid fundamentals um he's going to have problems yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: and his punching power and his size just i don't think are enough not quite enough yeah not quite enough yeah So yeah, no, uh, it's, always, it's
1: always interesting watching that sort of fight where where you're looking at these guys who are still you know to be somewhere in the top 50 in the world it's just it's such an unbelievable feat um right. but yeah you still watch them and you're kind of like but then when you watch the fights that came out you watch the fight that came after and you watch lenius and uh and wilder and you you think what uh what's the what is the level difference you know because right, right. you because you see how Hoves- well, and there was yeah. definitely comments about the fact that he was he was in dangerous positions at times because oh, yeah. he was squared up to his opponent, and sort of those are the sort of things you have to learn but you have to try to learn those things without losing bouts like it's so fascinating
0: yeah it's it's a it's a it's an art i mean if you mm-hmm. are if you are in charge of uh, managing a top heavyweight or an undefeated heavyweight or whatever you have to literally maneuver the the heavyweight forward in a way that they don't get beaten yeah but they also yeah. have to get enough out of those bouts to advance and it's mm-hmm. advancing learn. and to learn and it, you can only learn so much in sparring and training you have to apply yeah, it fight yeah and um yeah, yeah so Gergen Hovanesian, I think his name is going to become more well known based on what I saw. Uh, I see a lot of potential there, and I yeah. think um, let's not let's not go overboard. But no, no, but
1: it's definitely interesting. definitely interesting and fun There's to
0: watch. Interesting, there is talk, and of course, the top heavyweight schedule is barren right now, except for Mister Kazabutsky, who's got a fight coming up. Um, but there are there is talk of fights. We've already discussed uh, the potential mm-hmm. fight between um, Daniel Dubois and Kevin Lorena, two guns Lorena, but uh, that is not confirmed, and we'll just no. have to wait. Uh, Dillian White might be coming back against undefeated American Jermaine Franklin. Now, Jermaine Franklin mm-hmm. is an undefeated heavyweight. As a casual fan, have you heard of Jermaine Franklin? No, I haven't. No, no. He sort of came onto the—he was coming up. Uh, he had had a good victory— uh, well he had had good victories but he had had a little difficulty with um jermaine uh jermaine forrest. No, not no jerry forrest excuse me and um his career is sort of he's had some soft opponents he has um, made mention of uh, difficulties with management and promotions but he is undefeated he's probably you know based on his soft recent uh, uh mm-hmm. competition he's probably in the top 50 top 40 area but definitely someone with ambitions to be the next yep. big american heavyweight Apparently, he might be coming back against Dillian White and the fight would be in the United Kingdom. So um, (laughs) that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So I think that's uh, that's about all we've got right now, Ryan. Um, You know, looking at the top, I was just saying right now, looking at the top heavyweight rankings, um, let's just see generally what is the story with everyone? What's quickly happening? You know, Tyson Fury. Yeah. The Chisora fight still being discussed apparently, but I think there's a groundswell of rejection for that, which might somehow scuttle the deal i still think there's a chance we won't see tyson fury in 2022
1: right yep yeah, Usyk. Yeah, no, okay. yeah sorry what do you think i mean i just well no it doesn't it, does, it really doesn't look like it and and i i mean i would be part of that grunt. so I, i'm not really interested in seeing fury face sora as a fan as a casual fan yeah
0: no it would be hard for me to get people together to watch it it'd yeah. be difficult
1: yeah. you know um yeah yeah it's strange like fury's almost sort of in the, it seems almost in this from my point of view, it almost looks like he's in this frozen space where you're kind of getting more curious about, like, well, what's Wilder's next fight? What's Ushik's next yeah, fight? Like, it's, right. you know, you're sort of, I think there's that danger of sort of where you're kind of, he's got to, he has to do, he's got to do something interesting at some well, point.
0: And this is it. I mean, you know, it's, it would be nice. I mean, I still think Joe Joyce, despite his performance against uh, Joseph Parker, he's still a little underdone in the professional mm-hmm. ranks. I think he still needs to, in a sex, in a sense, pre- pre- I don't know, perfect his style and his yeah. actual way of attacking. Uh, um, all right. So let's, uh, j- Alexander Usyk, who knows? I mean, he could pick up the phone and say to Wilder, let's put a deal together in Las Vegas. And that yeah, would, which be mon- would be, I mean, that's Monsters. there. That is oh. right there. Yeah. Be Again, uh, Deontay Wilder, he's obviously done his thing. I hope he's back sooner rather than later. He didn't mm-hmm. obviously take any punishment in that fight. No. So he's fully trained and ready to go. Um, it would be nice if they could get him back into the ring in December. I mean, yeah. if, if he wants to have fun and he wants to enjoy the next three years and he hasn't taken any punishment, but who knows? I mean, that's yeah. it's it's boxing, right? Anthony it's, Joshua apparently talking to Odo Valin. Uh, Joe Joyce, he wants to come back. But again, uh, aside from putting his name forward against Tyson Fury and uh, Anthony Joshua, mm-hmm. we don't really know. Yeah. Uh, Andy yeah. Ruiz Jr., we have to think he's waiting for potentially Deontay Wilder for that final WBC eliminator. Yep. billion White we just spoke about him Joseph Parker he has gone into uh we don't really hear much from Joseph Parker he was talking about getting back right away in December he was concerned about drifting away from the sport but I have a feeling that the pressures realities and limitations of that plan are sort of coming to to bear uh he's yeah. just figuring out that no he can't just do that I think for yeah. personal and professional reasons mm-hmm. um and also he needs to take the effectively take the time off when you're getting knocked out like that uh, you have yeah. to there's a recovery yeah. period that's in that's in I think you have to do it. Luis yeah, Ortiz, I think, so. I think he's putting himself out there. I wouldn't be surprised if he popped up as an opponent somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, where I'm sees... seeing him. Philip Hergovic, very quiet since winning against Xylee Zhang and uh Michael Hunter, he was supposed to be facing against uh, Huey Fury, but that fell through and Hunter has gone quiet as well. So that's yeah. sort of the I top mean, was ten. Was there 11.
1: any yeah, that's the top ten yeah. uh, what's the big Russian? Um
0: Oh, of course. Well, he is coming back. Very good. Ryan Price, casual fan, uh, giving me something to talk about. Yes, he is coming back. Arslan Beck makmadov he'll be returning in December in Shawinigan, Quebec, Canada. Uh, We don't have the opponent yet. Simon Keane is fighting on the undercard, and uh, Simon Mm -hmm. Keane... Let me see now. I think the opponent Lenroy Thomas is who Simon Keene is fighting. So that's a, okay. but again, I have to say it's a Simon Keene, just not enough to be on the schedule right now. He's sort of right. doing these fights that are kind of just, just not competitive.
1: Right. Not quite not enough. enough.
0: But yeah. Arslan Beck Makbadov, he'll be back in December. And that fight will be on ESPN plus in the States, as well as punchinggrace.com grace.com in uh, the non-American market or the American yeah. market, if you will, um, Arslan Beck makhmadov is high in the WBC ratings. They've brought him up to number four. Mm-hmm. And um, he's right there. He's got top rank involved. Um, I I would, and they are really pushing this event in Chewinigan, Quebec. I mean, most of our listeners won't know where that is, but it's a smaller market in uh, Quebec, part of Canada province, and... They're building it as a major, major event in the shewinigan market. So uh yeah. if they give Arslan Beck the kind of opponent I think they will, which has to be someone on the international awareness scale. Definitely. It's gonna be a big event in Shawinigan. Yeah, so that's definitely. that's coming no, up.
1: Yeah. Definitely still worth watching, that's for sure. It'll be uh it'll be
0: fun to see. Oh, absolutely. So uh, there's at least that to look forward to. Maybe we're going to have some announcements in the next, in the next week or so. We are not sure. Um, I don't know. I guess we're getting close to the end of the line, Ryan. We any uh, any closing comments? What do you think? Uh, I no, mean, it's point, it's really it's kind of weird. Honestly, talking... at this point, it,
1: it feels it just feels at this point that you're kind of um, there was there was some high hopes I think for 2022. Yeah, uh, was, were, yeah. you, some of those will have to go over to 2023, but. We'll just uh, keep our fingers crossed for as, know, soon as, as soon as possible. It's funny. You know,
0: at the end of 2018, there were high hopes for 2019. At the end of 2019, mm-hmm. there were high hopes for 2020. And that certainly didn't happen. And 2021 yeah. and 2020, it's kind of, yeah. But there's, again, I think Jermaine right. Fra- Franklin is an example of a heavyweight. He's undefeated and he's ready to make a deal. Yeah. He wants to make his yeah. move. Yeah. And um, we'll see what that does. Okay. All right, uh, for Ryan Price, right. the ca- yeah, for Ryan Price, the casual fan, I'm going to sign off, and I'm Sean Rosen. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will be back when there is something to talk about. Cheers.